five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Energize Podcast, we are back. The World Cup is over, but the rest of the football world is about to begin. Very true, very true. Because the transfers are hot as ever, and we're in touching distance of club football and the Premier League starting again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's funny how just one competition ends and then you just look forward to whatever's coming next, isn't it? I know. But I still don't want to say goodbye to it. Like. No, and we're not going to say goodbye to it yet because we're going to close up. So Barry, what's on today's show? Okay, first of all, if you're new to the Energize podcast, welcome. And if you're a returning Energize listener, welcome back. Cool. So on today's show, we're going to be going over... Just a couple of transfers that have happened during the week. Some major ones, including Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, we're also going to go and do a World Cup review show, seeming as we've followed the whole entire competition, and this is just the cherry on top to finish it off. And then uh, we're also going to discuss the team of the tournament and who's actually our player of the tournament. So uh, chill out, enjoy. Let's get the show on the road. First of all, Cristiano Ronaldo is finally signed with Juventus today. The unveiling was done, the medical was done, Ross... Is what what are you expecting from Ronaldo now going to this area? It was just very strange to see him holding up a Juventus jersey and then on Instagram being like Forza Juve, and it, it I just still can't get over how it was such a, it was such an unrivaled transfer. The best yeah. footballer in the world just went to another club and no one else bid for him. Well, well, by the looks of things, anyway. So absolutely crazy that he just moved to Juventus. Yeah, it seems quite like effortless. You know what I mean. Normally, someone of that profile, there's a bit of a saga. If you know what I mean, it mm. seems to be there were sort of rumors of it, and then people were like, "Ah, yeah, but that's not going to happen." And then next thing you know, there he is with the jersey. Yeah, it makes you think how long ago that was verbally agreed, because it got yeah. off the line quite fast, didn't it? Very interesting, and I wonder, you know, if Por- Portugal went further in the World Cup, would it have been announced, or would they wait till the af- after the World Cup? No, I say what they would have waited, yeah. Yeah, I, I just thought a bit of a strange time to announce the deal. I thought they would have announced it after the World Cup, but it is what it is. He's at Juventus now, and I don't think they're going to stop spending money either. I think Juventus are really pushing forward this year. I think they want to win the Champions League. Yeah, just talks about like Marcelo going or even uh, Modric maybe going as well. Like I know he just had an amazing tournament there, mm. but he's like thirty two. They might want to like totally re-energize the whole entire team. But uh, what are you expecting next year? Are you expecting 40 goals at least or more than 40? Uh, I think he's going to... Well, if he, if he plays 40 games, I think he'll score 40 goals. Uh, I just thought this here, Barry, and I just want to run by you. Do you think that Zinedine Zidane knew this was coming and that's why he stepped down? Um, I'm just talking about that there. No. No? I no, I don't think that. I think, like, like, look at the way so many people... Not many people win, like, a fourth league in a row. That's the way. Or a fourth competition in a row. Once you sort of do it three times... Look at the way Michael Jordan left the, the Bulls. Once he left, once he won three titles in a row, he actually left and went to play baseball and then came back. But like, if he had won like a fourth, a fifth, a sixth, it, the, the love of the sport would have gone. Yeah, do you, you feel like the challenge isn't there anymore yeah. when you... Level or complete. Like, it's, not, it's not even that the challenge isn't there. It's just that the, the challenge is the same, but the... I'm not going to say the effort, but like the desire is less. Yeah. I think that's more so it. As opposed to going somewhere else, doing it with a new team... Fresh start. I wonder are we going to see a re-energised Ronaldo. Is he going to be possibly even better than he's ever been before? 
possibly score more goals than he's ever scored before. He's probably playing worse competition. Yeah. It's going to be a very uh, strange to see him wearing the Juventus kit. I don't know whether... Who knows? It could take him some time to actually adapt to playing Italian soft football. I wouldn't take it, say it'd take him that long. The world's best no. player, you know? Yeah, no, true. In fairness, he was joined on the world at the World Cup stage. and He's going to have some very, very good footballers around him. And I would not be surprised to see Juventus sign one or two more players to play alongside him. Yeah. Um... So we think we both think over forty goals next year for Ronaldo. Only yeah. so which will be a dip. It, yeah. So in terms of Ronaldo gone that way, who are Real Madrid going to get in, or are they just going to fill Garbell into Ronaldo's shoes and buy somewhere else? Um, I feel like they might go for. I don't think the Harry Kane thing is going to leave, but unfortunately for them, he didn't really set the world alight at the World Cup. So I don't think that. That's the star they really want. And supposedly Florentino Perez is a huge fan of Neymar. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people wouldn't be happy if Harry Kane came in to Real Madrid after letting Ronaldo go. You know what I mean? It seemed, and it then paying like more for Harry Kane as well. Paying more for Harry Kane. And he's paying more getting less. Yeah. Because look at, look at how the competition went on. Harry Kane didn't really live up to any amazing heights. Really. He scored against, what, a hat-trick against Panama. Two goals against Tunisia and a penalty against uh, Sweden. And bar that, he didn't score. Well, he scored. A, oh no, sorry, he scored a penalty against Colombia. Uh, he didn't score against Sweden, and uh, he didn't score against Croatia. So the sort of bigger games, he didn't score. Yeah, no, I don't think Harry Kane is right for him. I don't think he's ready for Real Madrid yet. Well, he should probably win a trophy first and then yeah. make a move. You know, even get win a league cup. Yeah, I think he has to win something first with Spurs before you can do that. I just, I'm just i not really too sure. I think maybe Lewandowski could be a good shout for Real Madrid just to like plug a hole yeah. uh, for a year or two. Um, like, Kylian Mbappe is going to have a massive transfer target on his back after that World Cup, but I think he won't be moving soon. I don't see the Neymar transfer going either. Um, it's a bit of a strange one. I think maybe Aguero could be someone they might look at. I feel like they're going to try and buy... A very good striker, but a very good already proven striker. Um, not saying Harry Kane's not proven, but it will be a lot to ask him to score forty goals playing for Real Madrid. Yeah. Also, he doesn't speak Spanish. He barely speaks English. If you're here in an interview, with him. <laughs> so therefore, like asking him to try and understand the Spanish style of play, I don't see it happen. It's also strange Real Madrid have a new manager in as well. So I'll be interested to see what he does. I wouldn't be surprised if he made. Isco the focal point of the team because at Spain it seemed like Isco was the main man so I wouldn't be surprised to see that yeah yeah they, who knows they they could do boy Lewandowski you have a Sensei on the left Isco in the middle Bale on the right that still seems like a very good team with Cruz and um, either Casemiro Modric those sort of three players as well the question is is it better or worse well it's definitely not better without Ronaldo yeah, yeah but yeah. like definitely not unfeasible that they still win the league yeah, no, definitely not. Although, like, or well, the Champions League. Well, Sorry, the Champions League. They're not very good at winning the league. Yeah, but Barcelona are still the same. And they still have Messi, you know? Yeah, true. So, yeah, say shares in Real Madrid went down. But uh, another move that's after happening in the Premier League. Sorry, I forgot what it was for a second. But um, what's called uh, Shakiri is after going from Stoke to Liverpool for £13 million, which uh, could be the bargain of the season. Premier League proven, 13 million. You know what I mean? The only thing I'll say about this is, look, Shakiri actually had a decent World Cup. He looked like one of the only decent players Switzerland had. Yeah. He is a very good player. 
But the only thing with Shakiri is I look at him and he looks a bit chunky always, right? And like that's fine. He's like there's never been an issue with him playing or not. But if he's on the bench for most of the year, which he probably will be at Liverpool, and he's chunky, will he get very unfit very fast? Uh, well, he'll obviously lose match sharpness, yes. Yeah. But uh, as you know, he has a bit of a reputation on him that if he's not playing, he gives out and stuff. You know what I mean? He was already at Bayern Munich when they won the Champions League and he barely even got a game. So he wants to feel part of a team. But uh, Liverpool isn't a bad option apart from playing with a relegated Stoke. No, I think, really, see, that was the best transfer he was going to get. Yeah. Um, I'm sure a lot of teams are looking at him. But I'm sure once Liverpool came in, he, that's his eyes on the prize and that's yeah. where he's going. Look, great move for Shakiri. I just don't know whether it's as good as a move for Liverpool as they think. As in, like, very good bargain to get. Like, Shakiri for 13 million is a great bargain. But does he fit the bill for Liverpool in terms of, like, person in the dressing room? person on the pitch the attitude because like Klopp seems to be very much about attitude and I don't know if he does have the best attitude but I mean, who knows maybe Klopp can get a better attitude out of him yeah true also the competition's going down with them as well because uh, Danny Ings is meant to be leaving again he was told he can leave so uh, do you think he's going to be told he can leave and go no it's fine will stay no I think he wants to get a few games now ever since like he wants to put all them injuries behind him ever since he went there he's just been injured you know what I mean but, uh, yeah, but he was had the same fit, health, uh, strength and condition coach as Daniel Sturridge. <laughs> yeah. He was also who was injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, so, once you get an injury that bad, like, I mean... Where, I don't know where he's going to go, though. I don't really know who, I think who, he's going who wants to, like, him. I think it's, like, Newcastle or something. They they're, they're, they haven't got much... They're not spending much money this year again, it seems like. Getting Kennedy yeah. on loan again. Even though for, like, 15 million, they could have got him straight from Chelsea, but... Uh, Mike actually seems desperate for a buyer for that club, doesn't he? Yeah, I, like, I feel bad for Newcastle. Although, Rafa Benitez saying there again with no money again. Well, the team has a bit of a god there. like you I know, know, yeah, but like... The recession buster manager. Yeah, well, I'd say, if I was Rafa Benitez, I'd be like, right, I'll play in the Premier League for one season with no one. But I'm not doing it for a second season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say... I, I don't know. It really depends, like you know what I mean. He could have been, he could have got that Spanish job. That would have been perfect for him. You know what I mean? Cause yeah, his, he could have stepped into it because his family still lives in London, and he's up in Newcastle, which must be really weird. You, like, you, you wonder what your wife would be doing, you know, getting up to no good in that Tinder, just reducing the the, the distance so he couldn't swipe her out as well. <laughs> very Mrs. Benitez, yeah, but, um, very Mrs. B. Apart from spending six hours talking about Shakiri, who probably won't even play that many games next year, which probably move into. Someone who won't have any games at all. It's uh, Cowell's mate, Sarri, for Napoli. He's officially been unveiled at Chelsea. Uh, good and it looks like Jorginho's coming in the door behind him as well. Yeah, good or bad decision? Look, things weren't working out with Conte. It's weird that he took the first train session and then got the chop like, the next day. That must have been like, a point to prove. It must have been like, one of those things where he was making sure he got paid off. So he, stayed, yeah. he was showing up for work every day. How no one could say anything about him. He's out the door. He'll probably get... The next best job available. And Sarri's in. Apparently he plays very, very good football. I'm interested to see. I read a headline saying, Chelsea are back in the hunt for the title. Sarri's in. And I was like, that's, I didn't realise Chelsea were out of the hunt for the title at the start of the season. But sure look. Um, it'd be interesting to see who he brings in. It'd be interesting to see, can he take hold of that very strange Chelsea dressing room? Like... There's lots of question marks about Courtois, lots of question marks about Hazard, 
and like they're sort of the two best players on the team and if they're going to leave, leave who are they going to get in I don't know I'll be interested to see how he, how he does how many Napoli players would he buy all of them maybe <laughs> no 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 well like I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if you bought another one yeah if I was Conte I'd be kicking myself I'd be like oh if I had went a few weeks ago I could have got that Real Madrid job it's true because but, like I think he was waiting to be paid yeah I know but like Realistically, when you have over 20 million in your bank account, 25 million, it's not much of a difference. And you have a better job, better lifestyle. Mm. I'm trying to think what job is available from. Is there any big jobs available from? Not really, is there? No. But in fairness. And the Italy job's gone as well. Give three months and I'm sure something will be available. Yeah. Him and Big Sam will be going for the same job. Ha. Although we could get an international manager's job with some random team that just. Who, who knows? If Sam Hughes doesn't get the England job, the England job could be available. What? So, no, so okay. What do you mean? Like, so okay, permanent as a manager for like a long time. Yeah. I thought it was just for the World Cup he got the I, job. I think it's up to, until the end of the Euros. Oh, okay. He was one step off getting knighted, so he's definitely been kept on anyway. Yeah, for someone who won three games, lost three games and three won, he's been treated very well. Yeah, that's semi-final life. But, um... I think we should move into the World Cup review. This hence why most people are here anyway. So, first of all, before we get into it, if you enjoy the World Cup or love the World Cup or anything else and you really enjoy following the Energized shows, World Cup shows, give us a shout out, give us a like or whatever that crap you do. But uh, if you don't, cheers anyway. So we'll get into the World Cup anyway. Um, it ended on Sunday. France won 4-2 against Croatia. Ross, what's your make of the game and what's your make of the whole entire competition? France started strong. They had the ball cross in. Mandzukic... Knocked into his own net. I almost felt bad for Manzoukic because he's been so great throughout the entire tournament. Yeah, and it was just one of those things where he, he almost tried to pawn off and be like that was a me, lads. That was someone else. <laughs> uh, yeah, he didn't. He just see his face. He was like, he was like me yeah, now. Yeah, but you're never gonna be like, oh shit, like that was me. Yeah, lads. but it, as if it wasn't like, as if there wasn't like a billion people in the world watching. Yeah. He was like, it was like, it wasn't me. As if the whole world didn't notice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, they came back to one all. Um, that was the Perisic. Unbelievable goal. Yeah. Uh, that was lovely, yeah. I actually sat up after that. I was like, oh, I get in there. Yeah. I wasn't really up for either side, but I think it was because Croatia were underdogs. I was a bit like... Yeah, you were like, oh, it's yeah. a game of it now. Yeah, it's a game on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, wasn't the only person there. The next time, you know, people are making the cup of tea because we're waiting for VAR with the handball. Oh, the, uh, the penalty, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah yes. so like, the, it took a very long time, didn't it? Yeah, it but, should never have been a penalty. Did I just, like... Uh, just tell me am I calling it right so the ball was crossed in hit Perisic's hand there's a kerfuffle for about two minutes what the ref's gonna do he goes over to the VAR he watches the VAR about five times he runs back onto the pitch then goes back to the VAR and then goes back on the pitch and goes penalty he's like call it right do you, uh, do you remember him leaving the VAR and then coming back to the VAR and watching it again no no I don't think he did that twice no That'd be stupid. no just once he, like, as in he left the VAR and then come back and watched it again don't I see that now. I don't think. I thought. So. Right, well, I thought I was talking well, that way. If it's true, it's true. If it's not, it's not. But, it uh, is what it is. As yeah, you and, then, and Max and Holloway then, always say. And then he went and gave a penalty, and I agree, it wasn't a penalty. I think it was kicked in too close proximity to him to like get his hand out of the way. And someone goes, "Oh yeah, we lunge with his leg on his hand." If you actually make that lunge, your arm naturally goes that way. It's how you lean. Mm-hmm. It's a keeping your balance. Um, well, that's strange because he was the referee in the World Cup final, gave it as a penalty, and you say it obviously wasn't a penalty. So it's all down to perception. Oh no, hundred percent down to perception. Also, but that changed the whole game though as well, didn't oh, it? Couldn't change it. And it wasn't a penalty. No. 
It was just like it was just a very harsh penalty to give. Yeah. Although then again, I did also make the argument in favour of the penalty was in if that was Jeff Hendricks crossing the ball in and <laughs> Paris the ball, I'd be like blade penalty, you know? Yeah, 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 you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> it's mental who you're cheering for, but I suppose without you know a horse in the race, I didn't think it was a penalty. Yeah. So Griezmann gets up, slots a two 0 then it goes. 3-1 Pog with great strike there was a lot of pressure on that penalty for Griezmann to score as well wasn't it there was in fact he took it fairly cool he did yeah also he's facing like the best penalty saving goalkeeper in the tournament in Subasic uh, then Pog was scored although a great goal but I, th- I think I actually remember now it was deflected wasn't it slight deflection on it no he no? took one with his right foot the terrible shot and came back with oh, yeah. a rebound and hit it with his left and put it in the bottom corner yeah well like the centre bottom of the corner and then we went 4-1 with Mbappe um, I think Croatia were a bit of a shambles for the Mbappe goal in Barcelona. Yeah. And then Mandzukic made a 4 2. What a game. Six goals in the World Cup final. I don't think there's ever been that many goals in the World Cup final. Probably not, no. Probably not. It was, Especially not in 90 minutes. It was one of the best games of the tournament, to be honest. Yeah, it was, although, like, France almost had that. There were two steps ahead for so, so much longer periods of the game that there was. Even if Croatia got that goal, mm. they were still, like, they needed another one. Which, yeah. I'll, so they were sort of killed off. Uh, I think the penalty they can look back and be like, oh, that was never a penalty. But I think looking back at the whole entire competition, France were probably the best team, and only played to about seventy percent of their uh, like mm. of standard. How you know what I mean? Whereas they, they never really like uh, playing over eighty five percent in any game, really. You know, style wise, or you know, look, France won all the games bar the group game against Denmark, which is really all in ninety minutes. Like, no one even came close to beating France. Mm-hmm. So, they were the best team throughout the entire competition. They fully deserved to win it. They had the best squad for the World Cup. And there's just no qualms about it. Like, the best team won the World Cup by a long shot. Croatia, with the amount of extra time they played throughout the tournament, I actually played a full extra game than France going into the final. Their legs were just done. They didn't have the players coming off the bench who were up to the scratch the way the French players were. And France ended up lifting the trophy. That was, that, that was just it Yeah youth It was yeah And like And top goal scorer Giroud And not only that but I'd say 80% of that French squad Played the Euro final And lost to Portugal So they have already known What it was been like to a final And lost So they didn't want that feeling again So therefore They were probably hungry To make sure they won the final Yeah So I wouldn't be surprised To see them go on And win at Euro 2020 as well They seem like They're the best squad in Europe By a long stretch Yeah Well not really, because like the German squad's amazing as well. The Spanish squad's amazing as well. Okay, the only uh, okay, I agree with you. Fairness, we were very hot in the German squad, but just because yeah. how, ger- how bad Germany played in the World Cup, I like I can't rate that squad. If you know what I mean, yeah. uh, I feel like Germany probably need to get rid of Joachim Lowe. He's probably been there for too long. Uh, finished last in the group, but that squad of players not really acceptable. I don't think I would have done gonna, that, and I don't even speak German. Uh, yeah, I feel like I just have to pick the eleven playing for Germany, yeah. and like they would have got out of the group stage. Guten Tag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Spanish side, look, they lost on penalties. They they seem to also struggle with firing their manager the day before the tournament, and like they picked a strange squad as well. In my opinion, yeah. a strange squad. They almost had like that. Don't worry, the golden generation for England. Mm. It's almost see the way they never really look like they're getting along. Yeah, I think Ramos and PK are too. Like I know they've done. Yeah, I think they're just sort of like they need a fre- they need to refresh yeah. the team. You know, refresh that team. No, I one hundred percent agree with you. Yeah. And a lot of those Spanish players 
won't make it around for the next World Cup. No, so no, no, no. it's a bit of a revamp there as well. Yeah. If you're going to change it, change the whole thing, you know? Because mm. like, it's not as if they're not going to qualify for the Euros or World Cup. Whereas if Ireland sort of go for that, we could fall further, further back. Um, what else about that tournament? Yeah. Um, also, I think if you just look at that French team for the next World Cup, you look at maybe Lloris, Matuidi, Giroud. They're probably the only players who won't be at the next World Cup. The rest of that squad will probably, or the rest of that starting team will all be at the next World Cup. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and who knows what talent's going to come through as well. Yeah, so like, the way I look at it with that, it's like, that's like an unbelievable squad. Yeah, perfect. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see some of those players retire from international football a bit early and have like the last thing they did win the World Cup. Like, Matuidi should definitely retire from international. Yeah. Do you know, Ronaldo actually put a post up on his Instagram being like, congratulations, Matuidi. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Just oh, because he's Juventus player yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just solely to him. That's He's the only Juventus player in the squad, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, must be, yeah. yeah it, it, I'm trying to think. He, he didn't graduate Varane. No. Varane's won so many. I saw a picture of all the trophies Varane's won. He's 25. But four Champions Leagues, like... And the rest. It's just like, Jesus Christ, he's 25, man. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. And like, he'll probably win the Euros at some stage as well. Yeah. Uh, obviously some players we want to talk about more than others so I think we should open up the conversation about Paul Pogba um, as Manchester United fans obviously before the game I was like right it'll benefit my love of Manchester United more if France win even though in that sweepstakes I had Croatia but I was like right Pogba wins but if he goes and leaves now I'll be freaked but uh, what you make of Paul Pogba in that competition if you look through the whole thing he was obviously the leader in that midfield the leader of the team remember they were fighting with Uruguay and he stood up to everyone else uh, he's he was probably one of the only few lads that was a big name two years ago at the Euros, which he lost. Big name enough at Juventus losing the Champions League final. Um, is this, is this the moment Paul Pogba turns into the Paul Pogba people expect? I think Paul Pogba went from being a lad, as I mean, being Jack the lad, to being a man in this tournament. He really. Show that when he gets on the pitch now, he means business. It's not all about the dabbing. It's not all about the... Haircuts. Haircuts. When he gets onto that pitch, he means business. He's there to win football matches. He's there to win trophies. Yeah, he's a bit of a messer off the pitch with with his players. But I think we both agreed that one of the reasons France were so successful is the camaraderie in between that team and the banter that they all have amongst each other is second to none. Like... You sent me a video today of them all like slagging Kante, saying like he had Messi in his pocket, but he's a cheater. I don't, I don't know why he's supposed to be a cheater over, but yeah. uh, maybe he's doing dirt in his misses and they're all singing about it. But like, just Paul Pogba in that midfield, and like Kante is such a compliment to him as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? He knows he's like very good cover and Matuidi as well. Between the three of them, it just shows that giving Pogba that little bit of freedom and encouragement, he can become the world class centre midfielder that he's been touted to be his entire career. Yeah. Well, without him, they wouldn't have been able to win it. I don't think. No, no. I think he was actually probably between himself. I'm gonna say no. Him. He was probably the most key player for France throughout the entire tournament. He would have been the hardest to replace if he wasn't there. Yeah. Because like you take out Griezmann and Mbappe, you have Lamar, Dembele. You know what I mean? Uh, like you take out Kanté, you had Tolisso. I mean, none of those players really. You, you go in Zonzi. They were, yeah, and Zonzi, Matuidi out, and Zonzi in. I mean, I look at Pogba and just go, he was the the linchpin in midfield who, like, 
brought defence into attack. And you're taking experience away as well. And he also played some absolutely killer balls from long range as well. We, well, in fairness, we did say previously that he hasn't played three nine out of ten yeah. games in a row. Now that that may be true, but the thing is, like if you, even if you look at the likes of Jesse Lingard, he's not overly amazing. But what his presence there is totally different yeah. than not being there. So, but like some of the things Pogba is, is was doing for that French team, if he brings that into the United, like as in like, well, United, I think he came in, he was like, right, I have to be the dog's bollocks, mm. whereas. I think now, now that he is a champion, he doesn't really need to prove it as much because he's done it to himself. So and he knows that he he's the French people were saying that this French team did so well because people like Pogba were playing more for the team rather than just as by himself. Yeah. So maybe if he's like right, it works this way. If I go to United and play that way and sort of share the ball a bit more. Yeah. And not over he does it he overdoes it a lot. Let alone with the ball mm-hmm. and being greedy, but more even for the fucking haircuts. And you want to talk world's biggest stage? He's gonna have a golden mohawk to lift the trophy mm-hmm. with, you know. But he would he was like here first things first, win it, and then second of all, deal with it after. Yeah, you also have a look at the French team, and they they actually shared the goals around quite a bit. You know, Mbappe scored, Griezmann scored, Giroud. Giroud didn't get a shot on target, but like yeah. almost scored. Uh, <laughs> Pogba got, got a goal. Uh, Pavard scored. Hernandez was like very much part of the attacking team on the left hand side. Mtiti against Belgium. Mtiti um, was getting up for a goal. The the like the scoring all was shared. They were defensively very very solid. Pogba was absolutely incredible. It was just France was just by far the best team in the world in international football, and like. I can't say any more how deserving they are to win the World Cup. It's a camaraderie and they all believe in each other as well. Mm. You know, I mean, there's no one person that is like, you have to score all the goals of Ronaldo sort of thing, you know? Everyone's just as good as each other. Oh yeah, also no one won the World Cup teacher competition giveaway. Yeah. So myself and Barry are going to have to have a chat um, some stage tonight and we'll decide what we're going to do to either give away a t-shirt or find a new competition. Yeah. yeah. And people, like, there has to be a guaranteed winner. Yeah. Only one person was close. Someone said uh, France to win and Lukaku to be top goal scorer. So they're one, like a player away. Yeah. They got the second top goal scorer in the winner. Yeah. So if Brazil had won it and Neymar had been top goal scorer. We would open up a teacher factory. Yeah, yeah. We would open up our own sweatshop. But uh, yeah, I think Lukaku definitely needed a special, uh, special mention. Um, I think we should go over... I think we should discuss Modric, who was the player of the tournament, and then also Kylian Mbappe, who mm. was the young player of the tournament. I think those two lads need a special mention. But yeah. uh, we'll start off with Luka Modric first. Um, 32, think about it. He's won four Champions Leagues in the last five years. Um, what what you make of him, man? What you make of him? I, I think overall, if you look at the last four years of football, he's the best centre midfielder in football. Um, Real Madrid's number 10. He has ve- excellent vision. Very good on the ball. Probably the most intelligent centre midfielder in world football. Uh, not overly bearing in stature or not massive on, like, you know, he doesn't love himself. He's the ultimate team player to have in your squad. Yeah. Um. He just sort of has it all. He can score goals. He can get the passes. He can get the through balls. Um, he works hard defensively as well for someone who is undersized. Um, he's also someone, if you give the ball... To in the middle of the park, he'll get something going for you. Dyn- and, dynamic and creative. Yeah, he's just beautiful to watch. It's uh, almost like he's like the Croatian David Silva, except he's probably actually better, which is almost strange to say. Very close. 
David Silva would be more attacking, he'd be more holding, but yeah. um won the player of the tournament, what do you think of that deserved, yeah? I I think very much deserved. I feel like he was definitely the one carrying Croatia towards that final. Yeah. He was definitely better than Rakitic anyway. I'm sure that, yeah. that was the massive debate going yeah. into that competition. Half the Croatians would be like Rakitic is better and then the other half would be like Modric is better. But like Modric mm. stu- stood out definitely more. And one thing you have to say is for a population of 4 million people yeah. Croatia getting to the World Cup finals unbelievable. Yeah. Like what a team effort. Some great, great players. Yeah. And the just even the heart alone they showed just to keep going. 120 minutes, 120 minutes, 120 minutes, and then having played the best team in the world in the final. You know what I mean? They really put up a good fight, and like they fought right the way to the 90 minute. They had over 60% possession uh, by the end of the game, and they had more shots than France. You know what I mean? Like They really tried their best to get hold of the gold trophy, but came up short. By the way, that trophy looked absolutely beautiful. Isn't it? I was like, I was like, oh my god! It's like a special trophy, isn't it? It glows. I was like, oh, I'd love to like lick that. Like, <laughs> imagine opening and there was like chocolate in it. I saw some absolutely hilarious um, meme. It was like a picture of Jock, Jock and Blow, yeah, like yeah, sniffing his ball or lick or touching his balls, then holding the trophy, and then Mbappe kissing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's gas. Yeah, it was so so gold. Yeah, it, they had like a glow. Off. I wonder how heavy it is. That yeah, I say it must be heavy enough. Yeah. Oh, it was it was it was a sight to behold. Imagine Ireland lifted that one day, I'd cry. But uh, another player who like has really set the world alight is Kylian Mbappe, young player of the tournament, nineteen uh, year old. What like what a player! Give me all the money you get him. Is he going to be the guy to take either the Ballon d'Or or the Golden? What's the other one? The Ballon d'Or or the other one? World Player of the Year. Yeah. Is he going to be the first person to break Messi and Ronaldo's 10-year run? I feel like there's a possibility. You just look at the guy and he looks fearless on the ball. He's not afraid to try any tricks. He's ruthless in front of goal. He's not He's not slow either. No, he's light and fast. Apparently he's like as fast as Usain Bolt. <laughs> um, I, I just look at him and go, that's the whole package. That's who you want in your team. I, my only thing is, I'm not 100% sure... I'm not 100% sure at PSG or France are what his best position is yet. Yeah. But like it just seems to be once he's in an attack position he's frightening. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like I mean frightening. Like his pace electric. His ability to beat a man. His ability to also he's not selfish either. Like he plays the other uh, people and see him through and then finish in front of goal he's icing the veins. Could be in the next three World Cups as well which would uh, be exactly. absolutely insane. His, his trophy haul by the time he retires could be frightening as well. Yeah. Because what he's won, League in France, um, French Cup and World Cup, all by the time he's 19. Yeah, that's crazy. He was actually born the year France last won the World Cup as well. He was he was one, he was one year old when uh, they won the World Cup in 98. But, jeez, uh, that, that talent was so frightening, man. Do you know what um Obviously, they all had good crack, all the lads, but you know who probably had the best crack? Your man, Rami. Because he's actually going out with Pamela Anderson. So he, <laughs> he he definitely had a good night that night in Russia. Yeah, when you talk about that, I was like... People were actually... He was being absolutely slated for being in the French team at all, wasn't he? Was he? Yeah, people were just like... Was he the team? No, because like, Shelley didn't make the team, and like he did. No, no, because Shelley was out injured. Oh, yeah. oh, was he? Oh, well, I just feel like he was the most... He was definitely like... The least talented French player in the squad. 
and it was happy days there like banging Pamela Anderson <laughs> lifting the World Cup and just being like life is good yeah he's that's the definition of living your best life right there yeah what a man what a man yeah and hanging out with the lads that, that, yeah. that change room was some crack but um, who else sorry the French team there was a also Conor McGregor made an appearance um, hanging out with Putin yeah but um, how we'll funny was that yeah, major, but yeah it was yeah, absolutely yeah. hilarious and Khabib wasn't even in the, in the same room you know I'm surprised Putin was like ah oh, here's Khabib yeah did you see? Did you see? He put his arm around Putin, and yeah. then the, the security were like, "No, no, 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 no!" And then he had to take his arm back off. Did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, did you see that gas? Yeah, but uh, yeah, France. There was actually. You see, the thing is, obviously, that was amazing for the French country to win that, right? But the thing is, you look at some players that missed the squad, like someone like Martial. Like you must be heartbroken. Yeah. I know, like I know you're like happy for the lads, but you not being part of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially when you're like the verge. You know what I mean? As in like. You're yeah. probably an injury away from being the next person on the plane. Yeah. Who else? Who else missed out in that French? Like Zet didn't make the squad, which he must be like. Drew didn't even get shot in target. I'm sitting on the bed. I'm yeah. sitting at home. Uh, who else? I feel like I feel like the French squad was like the best players who didn't make it. If yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even but like any striker would have been like here. I can't believe the fellow who played seven games in a row didn't even have a shot and goal lifts the trophy. But uh, it is what it is, as Max Holloway and Ross Cadwell always say. Yeah, so will we have a look at our team of the tournament now, will we? Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, first of all, it was the goalkeeper, what, the Golden Glove? Yeah. Went to Thibaut Courtois from Belgium. Top goal scorer went to Harry Kane from England, if you didn't know. Uh, Then, what was it? The player of the tournament went to Modric and young player of the tournament went to Mbappe. Perfect. I think they were the four awards that were handed out, were they? Yeah. So, uh, before... Did Courtois have to show up the final on Harry Kane to get those awards they get in the third and fourth place playoff? I'm not sure. They could have just got them after the third, fourth yeah. place playoff for okay. England versus Belgium. Oh, I just didn't like see them with anything, yeah. but like, I'm sure they got it. I'm sure know, they couldn't give Harry Kane the award until after the final anyway, in case like Mbappe scored score like four goals. True, yeah. What's your, did you watch the third, fourth place playoff? So I actually didn't see it. Uh, I was working that day, and also I was like, that's actually the least interesting game in the entire yeah, World yeah. Cup. It's like... An extra game the day before the final just for the sake of an extra game. Do you think they should scrap it? Because it was quite dead and flat and England still lost it, you know? No, I think they should probably just leave it in there just because I think third place get medals, don't they? Yeah, they do, yeah. I think it's one of those things that are like show your grandkids that you have the medal and also it's an extra game for fans to get to go to if they're already over there. Yeah, right. We're about to get into our... our... Oh, actually I have a question for you. Okay. Do you think some people swap their tickets? They have final tickets. And then the team loses and they have to swap for a third and fourth place playoff ticket. Or they just go to the final anyway. I'm sure you get a half people swapping yeah. and the other half swapping as well. Like yeah, if I'm sure you do. Yeah. Although I think I'd rather just go to the final. Yeah, but if Ireland were playing third place playoff, you'd rather Oh, yeah, I, I suppose, yeah. yeah. I, I always think of, like, if it's, like, France, you just be like, oh, well, there'll be another World Cup for France, you know what I mean? Yeah. There won't be another World Cup for Ireland. No, definitely not. Uh, okay, so we're going to get into our team of the tournament. 11 players, obviously... Uh, we had a conversation a bit before just so we wouldn't like go um, on and name every feckin' player in the whole entire competition. But um gonna start with goalkeepers. Um we had a choice between Courtois, Subasic and Pickford. Uh I went with Pickford, I just thought some of the saves he made for England were amazing and I think he was probably England's best player. Uh Ross, who did you pick? I went for Subasic just because Croatia got the whole way to the final and he was the penalty shootout hero at least twice anyway, so I thought he was incredible. Yeah, and Ross is also a former goalkeeper as well. So, um, 
At right back, we had the choice between, we narrowed it down to Trippier and Pavard, and then uh, we actually both went with Pavard. Yeah, I thought he was absolutely incredible down the right for France. Very solid defensively. Uh, probably scored goal in the tournament as well. I don't know who, who officially got goal in the tournament, but like, for me, that was goal in the tournament. Although, Trippier was incredible from set plays. Hold on. He was also up there for one of England's best players. Yeah, I think he actually created the most chances by any player in the tournament as well. I'm not surprised. Although we did hit all the corners and all the free kicks, which probably does help. Yeah, big big season ahead for him. Like yeah. more, he's going to be more of a household name now from English fans. I wouldn't be surprised to see him go somewhere. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see Manchester United name from. I don't know. Go for Pavard, but. Uh, in the centre backs, we had a choice between Maguire, Mtiti, Golden, Varane, and Alderweireld, and I think we both agreed that Varane and Mtiti, the centre back partnership from France, were the best partnership. Therefore, they got it. In my opinion, yeah, I agree. Was there anyone else centre half you thought was very good? Well, I think company actually wasn't that bad, but just those two was a good partnership, you know. For me, one of the best performances from a centre half throughout the entire tournament was Yuri Mina against England I thought that was incredible when he went up and scored that header it was just like he he looked like Man Mountain because I was very yeah. sceptical of his abilities prior to the tournament but 6 or 5 isn't yeah. it but uh, then at left back we had the choice of Mohica from Colombia and Hernandez from France and um, I think we sealed the deal with a back four of French lads yeah although it was, it was quite strange to see how solid that back four was for France but then like Lloris who was like the captain was actually dodgy for them yeah yeah, it was weird. Like some of the goalkeepers didn't really step up. Look at no. like uh, Noir, De Gea, Loris, three yeah. of the best goalkeepers in the world, and none of them were really amazing. No. Uh, then in midfield, this is where it got interesting. We had Kante, Modric, Rakitic, Pogba, and uh, we had Griezmann and Coutinho in there around there as well. But uh, I went with Kante because like he was he's just such a hybrid in that midfield and so important alongside Pogba, who I thought really looked like more of a man than a man child. And in that midfield as well, I put uh, Modric in there as well. So Kante, Modric and Pogba. Uh, Ross, what did you think? Yeah, I think that seems like the three best centre midfielders that played in the tournament by a long stretch. I think of that as, imagine that was actually your team's trio. Yeah. Like that is, that would rival uh, Xavi, Iniesta and Busquets, wouldn't it? Definitely, yeah. Tell me this. No. Who, which club in the world do you think would have the capability of putting that team together in midfield? Maybe, oh, actually, I don't know. Man City. Man City. Probably, yeah. Yeah. But, like, that's that's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, then, up front, this is where it got a bit awkward. Uh, we had Hazard, Neymar, uh, Kane, Mandzukic, Lukaku, and then Mbappe and Perisic. And also, we sort of counted Griezmann. Griezmann in there as well. Yeah. But uh, I went for the young player tournament, who was so unbelievable, Mbappe. Uh, I, also had <laughs> I also had Perisic as well, just because, like... There was something about him that was, like, he, he just, he's mysterious, but with a great left foot. And then I went with Griezmann as well. So I went to Mbappe, Perisic, and Griezmann up front. So, what did you go for? Uh, I went to Mbappe as well, like, possibly number one name on the team. Why, why'd you copy me, man? Uh, then I went, for, I went for Perisic as well. Like, that left foot is, like, incredible. Uh, the only thing with him is, he looks like he's, like, Gas tank is the best. After like eighty minutes each time, he looked like he was bloody knackered. Yeah. He comes, um, sort of comes in and out of a game, doesn't yeah. he? Another fellow who was like we didn't mention there was your man Rebic for Croatia. That he also looked very very good. But when you weigh him up against the other players, I don't think so. Yeah. And strange enough, I I can't believe it. I have to leave Agnes Griezmann out. I want to have Mandzukic in there. I think he just offered so much for the team. Um, he's 
quite a unique player the fact that he plays out like wide left sometimes even though like he's like a big tall striker he just offers a lot and I think he was incredible during the World Cup very unfortunate with the own goal in the final yeah but like if you want to put in Griezmann if it was like official energised team I think Griezmann would go in yeah yeah yeah, yeah. a lot of French well yeah. like, the French were the best team in it weren't they yeah they were the best team by a long way yeah so Barry who, who was your player of the tournament was it Luke Modric I, I, like, I just had to go for Mbappe. I know some of the games he wasn't as amazing mm. in, but in other games he was frightfully good. So I'd have to go with Modric, oh, sorry, uh, Mbappe as my player of the tournament. What That's them? fair enough. No, I, I would have went with Modric. I think it was very fair that he got it. Um, definitely if you're giving it to someone before the final as well, which is, seems to be the way it was done, uh, I would have given it to Modric. But like young player of the tournament is unquestionably killing Mbappe. Yeah. I, I, have, um, I have a question for you, Barry. So, tell me three players stuck who rose in the World Cup and three players stuck who plummeted during the World Cup. Uh, rose, even though it'd be hard to think that like Mbappe went for nearly 200 million, but he definitely improved. I mean, he's 19. Yeah. The only other teenager to ever score mm. in the World Cup final was Pele. So, I mean, you're in some... That's some group that he's there with. Uh, I think Paul Pogba, I mean, he was the, he's the best defender. He was the best... He's going to be okay. Mbappe is going to become one of the top three best players in the world. Pogba is eventually going to come one of the top three best midfielders in the world. And then if you look at Varane, Varane's twenty five had so much experience, and he's probably going to play football for the next ten years. And he's probably going to become one of the top ten best defenders in the world. So I'd say those three just just off the top of my head. And then three players whose stock dropped. Olivier Giroud, not a shot on goal, and your your team won the whole entire competition. Um, Messi. I think uh, I think he he's gonna very good choice. I think he's gonna decline a lot faster than Ronaldo, just because he's so small. And then like once you lose that pace, he's in trouble. Whereas Ronaldo it still has the height. You can't lose height. And then uh, another player whose stock dropped will be because a hand here, but what about Timo Werner? Yeah, but maybe I feel like that was a bit. Maybe a bit of a, he's probably a bit ahead of his time. I think Ozil. Uh, okay. Supposedly the German team want him to retire and they don't want him to come back anymore. Jesus, that's harsh, isn't it? Yeah. It's like you go home, but yeah, they just want fresh ideas. If the old thing's gone mm. stale, they just re-energize it as and, always. And who's the unknown player from the World Cup who's going to go for the big money in the summer? Because there's always yeah. one or two, isn't there? True. Yeah. Um. Now I'm not saying unknown as in unknown going into the World Cup, and now it's now it's worth. 40 million plus yeah uh, I say someone has to go for Perisic like he was willing to leave yeah. Inter Milan last year uh, what about Pavard Pavard people are going to be interested yeah. all these lads the man Rebic as well for Croatia he seems to be very highly touted yeah then also uh, Harry Maguire could yeah. go he's at Leicester that, and then maybe if if Real Madrid don't get a top top keeper they could go for Pickford as well I know mm. it'd be very random but what, like he put on so some some performances by certain players were so good that it's almost better than the club they're at, and this is the shop window for everyone, really. You know, like Ronaldo left. You know, what I mean, he was in the shop window there. He went, so if he can go, anyone can go. Yeah, no, they're all very good shouts. I just want to get your sort of thoughts like, on like where people go. No, I, I was I was just like that was just something that I thought about. I was like yeah. who who like I was just thinking they go who was like Reece stock has gone through the roof, and I was like you could think of your man Pavard, but like. For all I know, he was good beforehand. I yeah, just hadn't seen thing. him. So, yeah. therefore, like, he's definitely one who's now, like, you know, hot prospect um, in terms of other people. And it was like, Perisic just 
red hot at the moment. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. I'm like, he's might be thirty, but like Inter Milan might get that 40, 50 million they were looking for him. Mm-hmm. Um, Manzuki just hot at the moment. Like, who knows? Juventus might be looking to sell him just because they got Ronaldo in. Like, is he going to get his game? True. Maybe not. Uh, Subasic could be in there for if someone's looking for a top notch goalkeeper. And then also, if Thibaut Courtois wants away, away from Chelsea, you know what I mean? He's did himself some serious favours. The top clubs in the world are going to be after him. There's sort of the players I thought were yeah. good. It's, 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 it's a bit harder to be like, he was terrible. Because like, everyone on the Argentina team. <laughs> and then sort of, basically the German team as well. Because like, it, you can like, pick Ozil as a scapegoat if you want. But like, the whole team didn't qualify in a group that wasn't that hard. Who would you, uh, who would you fancy for the Euros now? Making a nerdy prediction. Um, Euros Because the next Euros Is on all over Europe Isn't it It's not just one yeah. country But well, France have to be Red hot favourites yeah. right? You know what I mean they just, they just have to be in. I'm going to find it Very hard to find Someone to beat them But the only thing is, is You're sort of It's not actually So much the best squad Because the best squad Is France It's who can win Three or four knockout Games in a row um, Croatia are going to Have to be looked at as well They were the other team In the final But Two years older you had to go France. Yeah, you know? it's just France. And like I was trying to look for an argument for someone else, but uh, I think Germany and Spain will come back with a bang as well. Though yeah. I sure. think they'll be the other teams, and I think I think Belgium are actually going to get considerably worse. Yeah, yeah, a lot of their players are like the same age. It was funny when the lads were on the pitch after going Instagram Live. I was like, they're definitely on Instagram Live, and it was weird. I clicked on my phone, looking at my phone, looking at that while they're on the TV. I was like, it's fucking like vlog inception. Yeah, <sighs> but. Uh, Overall, what you make of the World Cup? Do you enjoy covering it? What do you think before we wrap it up? I thought it was definitely one of the best World Cups ever. Because I actually wasn't like feeling the World Cup hype leading into it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, I was even, like, though, even though you were in England? Yeah, no, but it wasn't It wasn't that. It was like the lead up to the World Cup. I wasn't like, here it is. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, but then like once it got going, once you sort of, I think once you get into the second game, the group stage, and things start shaping up, and then teams come like desperate because they have to win. Then you're like, right, edge of the seat now. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then once you're on the edge of the seat, then you sort of, I think the quarterfinals I almost think is like the best stage because like that's when the nervy nail biter games come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like after that, I always feel like you have a good idea of where it goes from there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You've seen the teams all do their best performance and like you're like, right, well, that's the best performance out of all the best performances. So that's the best. And that was France. Yeah. Because I think ever since we saw France beat Argentina, we're like, they're the team to beat. They weren't. They beat them convincingly enough. I know it was 4-3, but yeah. they were already the 4-2 up, and then they scored in the 90 minute as well. Aguero, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah and then like they were like convinced <laughs> against Belgium, and then convinced against Croatia. You know what I mean? And like, convinced against Uruguay. You know what I mean? They were just the best team in the competition. Yeah. Also, they had like a hard run to get there. It wasn't straightforward. Facts, bro. It was, yeah. uh, to be honest, like it was really, really cool covering the whole competition. Uh, making sure that every show was out at the right time with a good photo and a d- bit of crack and people are coming back. Uh, we also, also one of the girls that follows us who actually is in Canada and I can't mm. believe we actually waited till nearly the very end of the show to uh, actually give her a shout out. Her name is Bridget. Uh, she lives over in Canada. She was drawing the pictures of Pete, the pug. If you haven't seen them, definitely check them out because uh, I think her handle is Freed 3 Bfried underscore, underscore. Uh, art. Uh, Bridget Foster Reed, and uh, supposedly her granny is Bridget Gallagher, who's Irish, so she was invested in that anyway. But I want to thank you very much as well for 
doing the pictures as well, which is really cool. Yeah, Shree uh, did a great job of them. And Pete loves them too. Yeah, Pete definitely loves them. But uh, for, I'm just going to wrap up what I'm saying, then you can finish off. But uh, thanks a million, everyone, for following the World Cup. It was actually been so much crack. And then once it finished after they lift the trophy, I was actually like, I can't believe that's the end. But the thing is, like, the show goes on. The yeah. Premier League comes around. More people will be interested more now. Yeah, and the transfers are the transfer market's only going to explode now. Now the World Cup's over. All the players will be coming back. They'll be sitting down with their agents. They'll be hashing out new deals. Real Madrid are going to have to buy someone. United are probably yet to make their marquee sign. Yeah, City are definitely not going to be done. New manager in at Chelsea. New manager in at Real Madrid. Barcelona haven't bought anyone uh, that massive just yet. So like everyone's yet to buy their their superstar. So like there's going to be a revolving door. It's only heating up. Also, United's pre-season tour goes... They went on tour today to America. So, I think they're playing the first match on Friday, actually, as well. But um, I want to thank everyone for tuning in and enjoying the crack. Because uh, it's been really good crack. Myself and Ross have loved it. Uh, does anyone you want to thank? Like, it's your Oscar speech. Thanking your mum or your dad or Pete. Uh, no, just to thank Bridget again. She did a great job drawing Pete. Uh, thanks, Pete, for being Pete, for being available to be drawn. <laughs> thanks, Barry, for covering all the World Cup shows. Uh, by himself while I was over in London he held down the fort well he did a great job he made sure he watched every single game and <laughs> as always stay energized